this episode is Zora Books, Her Happy Ever After by Taj McCoy. And here is a 90 second or less summary roundup. Zora has committed every inch of her life to establishing her thriving DC bookstore, making it into a pillar of the community, and she just hasn't had time for romance. But when a mystery author she's been crushing on for years agrees to have an event at her store, she starts to rethink her priorities. Lawrence is every bit as charming as she imagined, even if his understanding of his books seemed just a bit shallow. When he asks her out after his reading, she's almost elated enough to forget about the grumpy guy who sat next to her making snide comments all evening. Apparently, the grouch is Lawrence's best friend, Reed, but she can't imagine what kind of friendship that must be. They couldn't be more different. But as she starts seeing Lawrence and spending more and more time with Reed, Zora finds first impressions can be deceiving. Reed is smart and thoughtful. He's also interested. After years of avoiding dating, she suddenly has two handsome men competing for her affection. But even as she struggles to choose between them, she can't shake the feeling that they're both hiding something, a mystery she's determined to solve. Okay, so before getting into it, just reemphasizing that summary, those are not my words. I read that from the back of the book because my summaries, I realize, are kind of trash. So there's that. Getting into it, like I had mentioned, Zora is this very independent, young, black, independent bookstore owner. She, pretty much kind of how she runs her bookstore, it's almost like a library where she has programs for all ages. There's like a story time for children. She has different programs for young adults or teens and even for older patrons or customers. She's very involved in the community. It's kind of a big deal that one of her favorite male authors says yes to this author talk. And of course, it's an even bigger deal where he's showing some type of interest in her. However, you know, it starts off a little rocky because you find out that his best friend is the heckler in the in the crowd. And he's a little off-putting. He's not He's not rude. No, that's a lie. He's rude. He's not mean, but he's just, clearly there's a chip on his shoulder for first introductions. And she's not vibing with him. Anyways, like I said, the premise of this book is eventually she's dating both of them. And you have to read it to, you know, find out what happens. This whole, what is the secret that she feels they're hiding that prompts her to play Inspector Gadget without giving too much away that's pretty much the premise of the book. Now, before getting into the main characters, I just kind of, I'm, I'm going to go on a rant. Zora has two besties. The first one is Emma. She's known her for so many years. They're practically sisters. And then there's Granny, who is her grandmother, who has pretty much raised her because Zora's parents have long gone. My rant is going to be on Granny. Granny is meant to be a comedic relief or a comedic a comedic character in this setting. I'll be honest, nothing Granny said was funny to me. I didn't chuckle. I didn't smirk. I didn't laugh. There wasn't a hint of laughter that would have ever come for me with this Granny character. And the reason being is I felt Granny was very creepy 
the reason why I say that is because just about every line that Granny says in this book is related to Zora's ovaries and her childbearing age and her just having children. Maybe you might be thinking, well, Christina, what's the big deal? Well, the big deal is, like I said, just about every sentence that came out of her mouth was referring to Zora having kids. And not only that, it was also her having, like, wanting to know all the details of Zora's sex life. The reason why it put me off is because I feel like for 2023, where we are in society, we need to stop having conversations about people who choose not to have kids young or choose not to have kids at all and the fact that granny just kept pushing and pushing and pushing even even to the point where it came out of her mouth this is not a direct quote okay but she does say something along the lines of oh yeah I was hoping that you would have kids after you had graduated high school ma'am what (laughs) what like that's that's not funny to me that so you would rather you would rather have the title of great grandmother at I think this woman is like oh damn what was it I think she was like 60 she was either 60 something or 70 something and it's like you would rather have that title at that age versus your granddaughter like finding someone she loves maybe being married like not being a statistic of being a young black single a single parent like that doesn't make any sense to me why why are we why are we pushing this kind of narrative I don't know granny just pissed me off like I wasn't a fan she crossed so many boundaries I was not laughing like this was not a funny character to me I like if you can't tell by now I really hated this character so we are already starting off at a rough start. Pretty much, I'll say this. If you are the type where you're like, well, let's have a drinking game with books, you can definitely have a wild time with this one. If you took a shot for every time Granny referred to what I had mentioned before, Zora's reproductive system, then you would be drunk as a skunk by chapter 10. I kid you not. Like, and I'm probably being nice. It's probably chapter five, really. So... No. So we're already starting off pretty bad. (laughs) Now getting into the actual story, the characters that matter. Initially, I did like Zora. I thought she was a solid character at first. Um, She's doing her own thing. You know, she's a woman who rides for her community, as I've mentioned. She's always hosting some type of event at the bookstore. She's networking with local authors. And she's always supporting the youth. Okay, that is pretty solid. And again, as a young black woman who owns her bookstore and she's doing the thing, like, yeah, I like this. What I don't like (laughs) is she would say one thing and then do something else. For example, she says that one of the men, I won't say which one, she feels that he was trying to hit it and quit it. She didn't feel that he was really into her, that pretty much he was just trying to smash. But then several chapters after, she lets him smash. And it's like, girl, (laughs) I'm confused. You were upset 
not crying upset, but she was upset and concerned that he wasn't interested, but then you let him hit anyways. Okay, I guess, like, I don't know. So, okay, so then you might be like, Christine, it's not that big of a deal. Okay, that's fine. Another thing is that she tells Emma and Granny that she couldn't possibly date two best friends. She couldn't possibly do that. That's like just terrible. Like she can't do that to them, to the two of them. But that's the whole premise of the story is her dating both of them. Like, huh? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not getting it. Am I missing something? I have to be missing something, right? So I just, I felt like she tried to be this innocent character, but her actions or her words were, they weren't matching up to being innocent or equivalent to to being innocent. You know what I mean? Again, I get it. It's a premise of the story. I knew what I was getting into. This is the reason why I picked up this book. I also expected a lot of angst because you're dating two best friends. Like there has to be some type of angst. But another thing that I didn't particularly care for either is that she was okay with them treating her like not a trophy, but they really were competing. It's not like this was the first time. They both told her separately, oh yeah, we did this in college. I'm sorry. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure it would low-key be nice if there was some type of competition where the people that you're interested in were fighting for your attention and your affection I okay I'm okay with that what I'm not okay with is that you as this solid strong woman you're okay with these grown men kind of resorting back to their their college days of like going tit for tat I don't know, that just, it kind of seemed off. I feel like if they hadn't mentioned it, that they did this in college, then that would be something else. But it's like, this is a thing. And low-key, it kind of made me think while reading, or I'm sorry, while listening to this book, that if they'd done it in college, I'm sure they they have probably done it before, or they would do it again. I don't know, that's just kind of weird. Like, y'all are in y'all 30s, and y'all playing these, like, kind of high school college aged games I don't know they were just kind of it was giving weird and the fact that she wasn't standing strong and solid and not being treated like a piece of meat I didn't respect that now for the men I'm sure y'all all are like well what about them they Lawrence and Reed they shouldn't get a pass I kind of like them <laughs> I like them. I mean, I think Reed, of course, you know, he's the, oh, I have the chip on my shoulder. You got to get to know me to really see the the real me and that I'm, you know, kind of soft and I'm not a prick. You, yeah, you have that character. And then you have Lawrence, the author, who is a little bit more, not high maintenance, but he's just always busy. He's unreliable as a friend clearly he's giving off that energy of smashing and calling it a day they're very opposite but I don't know I just I somehow like their vibe in the book I know I shouldn't but I kind of give them a pass like such a double standard but it is what it is getting back to Zora like I said you know I really was rocking with her for more than half of this book 
But she started getting out of pocket the second half, especially, especially at the end where she thought both of the men owed her any type of explanation. They're not exclusive. She's dating the both of them. She's not exclusive with Lawrence and she's definitely not exclusive with, with Reed. So what gives her the idea that either of them have to explain anything to her? Girl, she almost ruined somebody's livelihood because she wants to play Blue's Clues and ruin everything, girl. And then get upset. And not only does she, I'm sorry, not only does she get upset, but then one of them apologizes to her because they felt that she should have known. You do not know this woman. <laughs> I'm so irritated. What the heck? I don't know. She, I wanted to choke her because she had no, like she, she had no respect or no regard to how this would affect anybody. And to her, she would use she would use it as, you know, well, it's better to have us all here together and talk about it. But like not thinking of the consequences. I, girl, read the room. Ironic, but read the room. Okay, I need to calm down. <sighs> okay. Y'all, I'm so irritated. This is like a it's a good book. It really well, that's a lie. That's a lie. It starts off pretty solid, but the end, the whole conflict and the resolution did not hit for me at all. I honestly do not believe that she's a redeemable character. If she will gaslight them while they're in the talking stage, she's gonna do it and gaslight them, either of them, in the relationship or married stage. Throw her away throw her away. You don't, y'all don't need her. Y'all can do better. Just Zora ain't it. Okay. Enough of that. So overall, I feel the writing was okay. The reason why I even picked this book up is because I was looking for angst and I'm a huge fan of fan fiction and I have read many fanfics where the smut and the angst is top tier. I was expecting that with Zora and these two best friends. It fell flat for me. It just, it was not delivered. I think if there was another female character to add jealousy to the dynamic of things, it, I might've liked it a little bit better because Lork, Laura, who is Laura? Zora kept emphasizing that they weren't together, that they were just dating. But I guarantee you, if they brought another female character up in this joint, she would have felt some type of way. And I feel like that would have been where the angst that I was wanting would have been, would have been played into the story. And also too, like I mentioned before, I really can't emphasize enough that Granny sucks. I would have loved to have not seen this character at all. So I think this just goes into the rating system at this point. If you're not familiar, I rate each book that I read based on three different categories out of five each. The first one is the description of the book. Did what the author provided in the summary match with what was given? And I would say this is a, I don't know, I feel like a three and a half to a four, but a four seems high. Today I'm feeling it's a three and a half, mostly because I feel bamboozled by granny. Second one is personal enjoyment or engagement of the story. This is getting a two. There were moments that I did like, 
obviously I do like the guys. I mentioned that, but Zora fell off for me. Yeah, it was a two. And then last but not least, rereadability. What are the chances of me picking this book back up again and reading it? And this is a one to never. <laughs> That's mean. But it's a one to never. I would not ever pick this book back up again and be okay with it. If there was a conversation, like if somebody was like, oh, we're reading this for a book club and I really like the book club, then maybe. But even then you couldn't pay me to pick this book back that's a lie let me stop let me stop no I would recommend it because I'm sure there are people that would like it but me reading it again absolutely not absolutely not with that <laughs> if you've read this book you should let me know by following me on instagram at the binging librarian let's talk about it let's chat let's discuss and with that the library is officially closed <laughs>